Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological, or D-A-B-C. I'm Jill. It's the fourth day of November, and it's wonderful to be here with you as we journey through the Bible in chronological order every day until we get through the Word in a year. We do that individually, we do that collectively, and we do that in community, one way or the other, or all of the above. Today we're reading the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and then we'll flip over to Mark and read the 12th chapter of Mark. This week we're reading the English Standard Version. Matthew 22. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there was a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle him in his words, and they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully, and you do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us, then, what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled. And they left him and went away. The same day Sadducees came to him, who say that there is no resurrection, and they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses said, If a man dies having no children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died, and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. So too the second and third, down to the seventh. After them all, the woman died. And the resurrection, therefore, of the seven 
Whose wife will she be? For they all had her. But Jesus answered, You are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowd heard it, they were astonished at his teaching. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked him a question, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David? He said to them, How is it then that David in the Spirit calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Mark chapter 12 And he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the winepress and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again he sent to them another servant, and they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, and him they killed." And so with many others, some they beat and some they killed. He had still one another, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. And they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants, and give the vineyards to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in your eyes. And they were seeking to arrest him, but feared the people, for they perceived that he had told the parable against them. So they left him and went away. And they sent to him some of the Pharisees and some of the Herodians to trap him in his talk. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. And they brought one, and he said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, 
Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. And Sadducees came to him, who say that there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but leaves no child, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and when he died, left no offspring. And the second took her and died, leaving no offspring. And the third likewise. And the seven left no offspring. Last of all, the woman also died. And the resurrection, when they rise again, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. Jesus said to them, Is this not the reason you are wrong, because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses and the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong." And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. And as Jesus taught in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself and the Holy Spirit declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord, so how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. And in his teaching he said, Beware of the scribes, who like to walk around in long robes, and like greetings in the marketplaces, and have the best seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense, make long prayers, they will receive the greater condemnation. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box, many rich people putting in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had, to live on.
I'm finding one of the issues of reading the Bible through in chronological orders. We sometimes read longer stretches of passages. And when you're reading the words of Jesus, you kind of just wish there was one paragraph in the words of Jesus to digest a day because there are so many things to take in. And if we're not careful, we can easily glaze over them because there's another one that feels a little bit more important. So on a day like today, where we are reading similar but different narratives of the same stories, it is good that we are hearing the same passages back to back today. So first of all, we keep talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Let's talk about who they are. Both Pharisees and Sadducees were part of a class of Israel. They come highly educated. Uh, They're important in politics and cultural experiences of the temple and the Jewish world. So these are educated men involved in politics and matters to do with the temple and Jewish culture and law. So what differentiates the Sadducees from the Pharisees? So the Sadducees would be like a higher classification. They were more wealthy. Well, we know that sometimes more wealth accumulates more power. The Sadducees were also more concerned with politics than they were with spiritual matters. Because they're considered more of a higher classification economically and socioeconomically, they did not relate well to the common people. So in contrast, the Pharisees were more, I even, I hate these terms. They feel so polarizing to me, but I'm going to say it so we can have some sort of understanding. The Pharisees were more of a blue collar or middle-class businessman classification. They are fiercely loyal and obedient to the law. Okay, so that groundwork is laid. Let's look at some of the stories today. Specifically, the great commandment. Either Matthew chapter 22, verse 34, or we could take a look at Mark chapter 12, verse 28. Let's, let's look at Matthew. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. There's really no commentary that I could follow that up with that would say anything more 
than the words of Jesus today. I've been having discussions with some friends over the course of a few weeks, and we've been asking questions like, what is the essence of our faith? What does it come down to? We all have different interpretations. I mean, that's the beauty of being created so differently and so uniquely is that we hear things differently that speak to our hearts and strike our souls in different ways. And we all have different answers and that's okay. But what if it came down to faith, hope, and love and the greatest of these is love? What if love truly is the greatest force in the entire world? What if love truly can heal us from the inside out? What if the greatest command of Jesus and the second greatest command of Jesus could really be the thing that sets the world ablaze? If we could love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul and with all of our mind. And if we could really truly work at loving our neighbor as ourself, which first requires us to love ourselves. What if it were just that easy? If you stop and think about it, you start realizing just how quickly we get set off by people. People we know, people we don't know. We realize how not easy it is to love our neighbor as ourselves. The problem, though, is that most of us may not even know our neighbor's first name. Some of us just know them as the neighbor that gets mad if you walk on their grass. Some of us are just really irritated that they park in the street and not utilize their driveway. Some of us are mad that they keep their garbage cans in the front and don't take them around to the back. Do we get the point yet? I've heard it said, don't hit me with that hippy-dippy love crap. I fear that loving people can be misinterpreted as weakness. There is nothing weak about Jesus telling wealthy men that are trying to trip him up continuously that the greatest commandment is for us to love God and to love others as we love ourselves. If we think about those things, that touches everybody. If we cannot first look in the mirror and love who we see, I'm not talking about liking, I'm saying I love you for who you are. Knowing that there is work to do, knowing that we have messed up, knowing that we're going to mess up again, but still loving the person we see, knowing that God created us in the image of himself. And some of us talk so harsh to us. I would just ask you, who else would it be acceptable to talk to the way that we speak to ourselves? There's no need to answer that because my hand is straight up in the air. We have some work to do. And the truth is we are filled 
with excuses. We are filled with our justifications of why we can't. What they did to us that prevents us from loving. But I'm telling you, it is not the judgment, the condemnation, or the shame that caused my heart to turn time after time after time. It was the love that I was given that I did not deserve. Father, we thank you for these words today that, who they hit hard. We feel the weight because you were asked a straightforward question and you responded in a straightforward manner and we will do anything, anything except for obey your command. Forgive us, Father. Fill us with your love till we overflow and pour out, spill out. Starting with ourselves, we accept your forgiveness, God. We don't need to forgive ourselves. We need to just accept the forgiveness that you have already extended to us. We do that right now. We take your forgiveness. It's done. It's already done. And we right now, even in this moment, out of our lips, we say to you that we accept your love that you give to us so freely. It's a love we don't understand. It is a love that we cannot fathom. It is a love that we reject. And it is a love that our human mind cannot comprehend, but it is no justification to not try. We accept your love. We say that right now. We accept your love that you give so freely to us. We know that in ourselves we would not deserve it, but we new creatures in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come, and we accept all that you give to us freely. May we look at the people that we come in contact with daily through the eyes of love, through a lens of love, unfiltered love, unconditional love, this world needs your love and it will only receive it if we are willing to show the love of Jesus to everyone that we come in contact with. This is my prayer, Father, that we would be love. And we thank you that we can accept it freely without guilt, without shame. And may we who have been given much love, give much love. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That's home base. Check it out if you haven't. That's the website. Take a look around. Check out the store. Check out the resources. The prayer wall is also right at the click of your fingertips at the website as well. You can also find the prayer wall on the app. The app is free. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for every partnership. Could not do it without you. 
If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or you can hit that give icon. It's right at your fingertips on the mobile device or look for the give icon on the website as well. If you need prayer, if you'd like to call in and pray for someone that's previously called in, you can do so. 800-583-2164 or hit the red circle button. It is up at the right hand corner of your app as well. Make sure you hit submit and then turn that wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place. You've got two minutes to ask for prayer or to pray over someone. We thank you for your cooperation with that. You can check out our social media platforms, Daily Audio Bible, Daily Audio Bible Chronological, DAB Friends, DABC Friends, and Daily Audio Bible Women. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We will turn the page together tomorrow. And until then, love one another. Hey guys, it's Sheena from Saskatchewan, and I normally call in on the regular daily audio Bible, Um, but today, listening to Chronological, I felt the need to pray for Kingdom Seeker Daniel's son, D2. So I'll be praying Ephesians 2, verse 6 and 7. God has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Father God, you have raised us up together in your word and made us sit together with our DAB family in the heavenly places of your son, Jesus. Father, will you please show kingdom seeker Daniel's son, D2, the exceeding riches of your grace as he is struggling with his legal issues. May the kindness of your son, Jesus Christ, be poured over the situation and in the lives of all of those who are supporting him. Be ever present in that courtroom and calm the anxieties that creep in. Provide kingdom seeker Daniel with traveling mercy and bless the Fresno Angels for their unwavering support and for their kingdom work. Lord God, we give you all the praise and glory for the work you are doing in this situation. Love you guys. Praying for you. Simone, this is Jersey Jane for Jesus, listening to the DABC on October 31st. Sister, I am sorry that your blood sister passed away, that you do not have her to be your friend, your sister, the holder of your childhood. The loss is devastating. I can hear it in your voice. I hear the depression that you're feeling. I myself battle at times with severe depression. And it is 
so hard to overcome. We have to hold on to Jesus's hand. We have to walk with him in those days. But I was so happy to hear about the promise, a year old baby after 10 years of trying. What a joy. How beautiful this birthday will be. Someone you can hold and bring up, raise in the faith. I, I love you, Simone. We all love you. We love hearing you call in. Know you're loved here. And we listen to you. God bless you, Simone. Amen. Good morning, Darcy. This is Tony calling from Suffolk. Today is October the 31st, the end of October. So closing up a old chapter and we will begin to open a new one. So to God be the glory. I want to lift up Ohio, um, Jess from Ohio call in reference of needing a, they needing a new church building. Their lease is up um, coming to the end of the month. I believe that's what she stated. So Heavenly Father, I want to lift up this church family to you, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that the church is in us, Father, but it is such a wonderful building to have a area we can go to for fellowship on each and every um, Sunday and any other days that um, church members need to come together. So, Father, I'm asking that you open up another door of opportunity, Lord God, that this church family can come together once again and continue to grow in you, Lord God, continue to um, know you for who you are. This is my prayer to you in Jesus name amen also hey Simone hey thank you so much for calling in we love you we love you we continue to keep you in prayer and I just can't imagine what you're going through in this time right now with the losing your sister but to God be the glory that we know that God will continue to keep us and I'm continue to keep you in prayer asking that God continue to keep you uplifted and just continue to encourage you because trust me you encourage us each and every time that you called in so Heavenly Father I'm asking that you just wrap your loving arms around Simone continue to give her the strength to endure in this difficult season in her life Lord we just trust and believe in you Lord God that things will get better things are getting better and Lord God this is my prayer to you in Jesus name Amen as always Dabsy I love you guys and continue to be encouraged.